The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week The holiday shopping season is here So it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man That you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. Added almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Merry Christmas! Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Halt! Who goes there? Us, of course. Who'd you think? Oh, well, then that's okay. Okay, who, may I ask, are you? We're Rudolph and Hermie and Yukon Cornelius, sir. Who are you? I'm the official sentry of the Island of Misfit Toys. A jack-in-the-box for a sentry? Yes, my name is... Don't tell me. Jack. No, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit toy. My name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Bob Seska. Mr. Money Man, that's right. Eddie Money wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. The Bob Seska Show. It's around the corner now. Don't you love it? All right. Hello, Bob. At home where I want to be. Rap, rap, rap. My baby, it's just my baby and me Got the little one stuck in bed Okay, you have to sing along at home if you know this song. This is, uh... It's a very Money Man Christmas on the show today. What can I say? Uh, by significant request, we decided to, uh... Bring in the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Because, <laughs> because it just wouldn't be Christmas without the money man. <laughs> you know, we, we do this every year with the Eddie Money clip, and we play it, and we make fun of it. But this is the first year that we were literally getting requests and anticipation. I mean... It's just, it's built up to like a fever pitch by this point. Like everybody can't wait until we hear from Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money. And his, uh, we determined that he's holiday splaining too. Before we talk any more about Eddie Money, we've got actually two people in studio with us today. We've got Kimberly Johnson is here. Hello. Uh, she's the author of Peyton's Choice and uh, and the forthcoming Peyton's Choice 3, A Very Fetal Christmas. That's no. coming <laughs> Isn't the uh, the love interest in Peyton's Choice 3 going to be the money man? That's right, Eddie Money. <laughs> Why are you destroying it for all the new readers? <laughs> destroying also, it. Also, Jody on the show is here. Jody Hamilton. Welcome, Hello. Jody. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, last free show of 2017. And all, all I have to say about that is, fuck you, 2017. <laughs> God damn it. 
2017 sucked. Like last year, uh, we were all talking about how uh, 2016 was a uh, a horrible, horrible year because David Bowie and Prince died. <laughs> and they got we, out in time. Yeah, and, and then we're treated to 2017, which has just been the, the year of Trump living in all of our living rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's been bad, but it could have been worse. So I'm I'm, I'm going to try at this end of the year to. <laughs> Be grateful that we are, A, not in a war with North Korea. Yeah. Yet. So far. Uh, yeah, yet. Uh, we, Obamacare, with the exception of this uh, tax bill, is mm-hmm. basically still intact. So they weren't able to pass, they were only able to pass, well, that one horrid piece of legislation. Yeah. But outside of that, they weren't able to, uh, you know, they tried to get the the repeal going and that never happened so it could have been worse yeah. it could have been worse if they were actually competent it could have been a lot right, worse right exactly I guess, I guess it could have been worse based on your perspective I mean my podcast partner died and then my oh, house right. almost caught on fire <laughs> there's that so there's all of that well my house too. almost caught on fire well that's too. true yours too right alright and we all we all I was just surrounded by fire for the last couple weeks so yeah. that's that right and fine. yours too Jody that's right holy shit <laughs> So yeah, you so should see the ash that was in our pool. It was crazy. It made the duck poop look like it was welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, you know I have this uh, very special holiday message from uh, Donald Trump. Here we go. Mr. Money Man. That's oh, wait, right. No, wait. Wish everybody a very <laughs> oh, wait, happy that's... holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a that's safe, a Merry wonderful Christmas New Year. And a happy. And just in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know the definition, when someone says Happy Holiday, see he's he's uh, he's holiday explaining to Trump because Trump doesn't know that Happy Holidays means Merry Christmas, Happy. Happy Hanukkah, and everyone have a very safe and happy, happy New Year. <laughs> safe, safe, very safe, safe and happy, happy New Year. You know, I just want to add that I tweeted you last <laughs> night that I was super excited about the Eddie Money Man. Yeah, and and then I got it like a GIF of him, and he was young, and he was he was looking at the camera like he was seducing it, and somebody commented that they just got pregnant by like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and now he looks like Grandpa Munster or something. Have you seen him recently, the Money Man? That's right, Eddie Money. <laughs> That's my favorite part, of course, at the very beginning when he says, uh, uh, this is the money, man. That's right, Eddie Money, because we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known. <laughs> Clarify that it's the money, man. It's like man. how I call Staples, Staples the office superstore, or my brother's <laughs> my brother John Hamilton. I just have to say all the words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it for the money, man. That's right, Eddie Money for now. It's the money, man. Oh, that's wait, right, no. Eddie Money. Wish wait, everybody I, I hit a very the button. happy holiday. That's, that's a, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah. and everybody have a happy. safe and wonderful New Year. Safe and wonderful New Year. It just barely runs out of breath at the end. Everybody have a safe and happy New Year at the end there. Okay, so lots to talk about. Where do I start here? It's it's Trump Crisis Day. I mean, even though it's the holidays, it's it's Trump Crisis Day 336. 82 days since Republicans allowed the CHIP program to expire, leaving 8.9 million kids without health care. Nearly 2 million children will lose health coverage if Congress doesn't fund the Children's Health Insurance Program by day after to- oh by tomorrow I almost said day yep. after tomorrow by tomorrow end of the day Friday and that's when they also need to pass a uh, a new continuing resolution to keep the government funded so that'll be exciting Merry Christmas! right in front of Christmas isn't that great uh, you know I know they're so nice yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 Kimberly you're still convinced that Trump is going to ruin Christmas somehow right well actually I think he already has but uh, I think. <laughs> 
I think That's he has true, with yeah. the with the tax bill, although it wasn't necessarily him. Um, I don't know. You know, the Mark Warner scared the shit out of me yesterday, um, yeah. warning us all. Rachel Maddow specified that he said at the end of this before it's too late, which implies he means that it might be too late at some point coming very soon. Yeah. So, um, mm. you know, and there were some some legal experts talking on a Facebook Live. Uh, one of the one of the people who was on this Facebook Live was a guy named Renato Mariotti, and he's running mm. for the Illinois AG. Anyway, yeah. they were all talking about um, what they think is going to happen, and, and they think that it's possible. I'm not going to say they think that this is going to happen, but it's possible that the week between Christmas and New Year's, Trump could move to fire Mueller because nobody's God really paying attention. It. So, um, you know, we're looking at that. And that's, and, it. I mean, and that that's like, the- it's freakish, though, that Mark Warner is... is Putting out this red line warning because it's, it shows him it shows he knows something is going on. Yeah, it's funny. Jackie because, Spear was saying that too, wasn't she? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, now that I think about it, it'd be the perfect timing because we're all on vacation. No one, I mean, right. <laughs> basically, no one's working throughout all next week, or very few people, I should say, are actually working. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that might convince Donald Trump to not do anything next week is the fact that, uh, like, I don't think they do television ratings in the last in that week be- between Christmas and New Year's. I almost got like Eddie Money, the Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money, <laughs> right there, there between Christmas and, and the very safe and happy, 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 happy New Year. Um, but I mean that. That's true. I mean, no one's going to be around to really cover it, which I guess would be a plus for Trump. But the fact is, is that... Oh, it would get covered. I mean, well, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, the thing is, it's it's a longer process that I think it would take much longer than just a week to do. I mean, he could start the process. Right, 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 right. Because I mean, really what we're looking at is... Well, uh, couldn't he just fire Rosenstein? Well, yeah, right. that's, that's it. But but again, it, it, he would have two choices there to replace Rosenstein. He would have to re- either appoint someone, which would need to be uh, approved in the Senate, or uh, actually, you know what? He could do a recess appointment. That just occurred to me. If if Congress is in recess next week, holy he shit, could. Yep. He, he could that's fire what, Rosenstein. I think that's what they were talking about. Wow. that You know what? That just occurred to me. That just throws everything out the window. He could totally do that. Mm-hmm. He could totally do that. Of course, that person would have to be confirmed at some point, but mm-hmm. not right away. And they would have time enough then to, to fire Mueller. But... You know, that would, I think, trigger a major constitution. I mean, he would lose most of the support he has, I think, in Congress or at least on the Senate know. side. Well, but the scary thing is, is that, you know, there was that article in Politico yesterday that, uh, well, it's obviously not all members of Congress, but the House, what is it, the House Intelligence Committee is, yeah. is investigating the DOJ and the FBI uh, because they want to basically say that um, they are that the Senate or the FBI is mishandling the dossier and discredit them and it's like oh my god yeah yeah well that's that's something we've been talking about for quite some time mm-hmm. now which is the potential of a, this whole deep state coup narrative where not only is this dangerous leading in because obviously we've seen and we heard from a politico yesterday that there's this Nunez secret working group where they're taking yeah. classified documents and trying to build a case to discredit the FBI. I mean, the entire fucking FBI, which is right. scary as hell. I mean, talk about a major, major institution inside the United States as a check against powers, a check against criminality and terrorism and all those other things. They're actually going after the FBI in order to defend this maniac president, which makes it even scarier. But, but then out of that... Um, once they once they actually start down that road, then it's all kinds of hearings about the FBI, and uh, and then no one wants to uh, accept the consequences of uh, of the Mueller investigation because they've they've subverted the integrity 
of the entire FBI. But I don't see how they could possibly get away with this in the long run because these Nixon are... Nixon didn't get away with it in the long run, so... Yeah, that's absolutely true. The other thing is, though, I mean, the intelligence community has quite a bit of power. And this power can be used to, if they feel cornered, if they feel painted into or backed into a wall then they could use that power and start leaking all kinds of damaging information about the, the culprits who are responsible for this whole deep state coup narrative. And, and also, the, the other ramification of this is once they start down that road, when do the arrests begin? When does Donald right. Trump start ordering uh, the military or other officials uh, to, to start arresting FBI agents and FBI officials? Mm-hmm. Um, that, because that's what we've seen overseas. There was a right. whole... And I believe this is part of the, the Trump plan, if it comes down to it, is to borrow from the uh, President Erdogan playbook out of Turkey and say, you know, because there was an actual coup in Turkey and Erdogan used that as an excuse to start rounding up political opponents, mm-hmm. including this cleric who's an American citizen living inside the United, living in the Poconos, in fact. And, uh, and that involved Mike Flynn, you know, plotting with the Turkish government, plotting with the operatives inside the Turkish government to kidnap that guy and bring him back to Turkey to face obviously inevitable horrendous treatment inside the Turkish penal system, if not entirely uh, executed. So this is what we're, this is the, this is the long shadow of going down this crazy batshit deep state coup route, which again, creates in and of itself its own constitutional crisis. I mean, this is all so destructive, and I can't stop thinking about the fact that it, that they're really, they're playing all their cards in defense of this this president who is is no more popular than, what, 35% in most yeah. polls? Herpes is more popular. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So why, why are they risking everything to defend this guy? And the only thing I can go back to is guys like Nunes and so on are either compromised, they're being coerced to do this, there's some sort of uh, compromise, whether it's Russian compromise or something that Trump has on them, mm-hmm. to, to force them to do his bidding. Now, if he was at 60% approval rating, if he was like George W. Bush coming out of 9-11 with, what, a 90% approval rating, right. I could completely understand them sacrificing their careers to uh, p- pursue some war against the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. But again, for this guy, it's completely baffling. It's completely baffling why they would sacrifice They're still waiting for him to sign the new tax bill, which he probably won't sign until the beginning of the year because that way the medicare cuts don't go into effect until 2019 yeah and then they can and then what i think is um they will blame the democrats because you know we're we're most likely providing uh we can trust our election process have a blue Mm -hmm. wave yeah and then they'll just tell their fox viewers that the the cuts came because democrats won yeah and you know what i mean Some people are saying, look, if the tax bill is so great, why didn't you sign it yesterday? What's the problem? If it's such a great thing, why don't you implement this next year? Why are you waiting a whole year? In fact, the the mandate doesn't really... You, you you still have to buy insurance in 2018. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go out until 2019. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So a lot of people think they don't have to buy insurance next year, and they might not, and they'll get penalized. Plus, well, this will also... And I, I think it's a good thing that Trump has to wait, even though the Republicans, of course, once again flummox their own legislation. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing that Trump has to wait, because that at least gives the Republicans one year to do something about that uh, that aspect of the PAYGO law from uh, whatever it was, 2010, that's forcing, that forces automatic cuts in Medicaid or Medicare and other mm-hmm. programs. 
so you've got that one year. And then if the Democrats manage to uh, to win back both chambers uh, next year and they're sworn into the beginning of 2019, then the Democrats have an opportunity to uh, to, to make a it, yeah. to create a fix themselves. So I'm not right. I'm not entirely panicked about <laughs> that, although, you know, we we've now what did I just say? It's now been. Uh, 82 days since yeah, Chip since expired, Chip, yeah. and, and and that was a case of them just going, "Oops, mm-hmm. I, I, I I guess we should, I guess we should have passed something last night." Oh well, what are we gonna do? It's just one of these. Are, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, we didn't pass. We didn't renew S Chip. Oh well, but hopefully that'll happen. <laughs> Here's me saying, <laughs> hopefully they'll actually renew it uh, with this uh, continuing resolution tomorrow. Now, Bob, but- you know they don't want to give children health care. They're not <laughs> if they're not working for it, they shouldn't get it. I know, I know those I, moocher children. I should. I, I, I should really know better than than to be hopeful. In fact, when I should be, I should be hopeless. <laughs> hopeless. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, so you know, uh, Kimberly, you mentioned the uh, the Mark Warner speech yesterday. I think that's really worth uh, playing at this point, from beginning to end. And, and uh, granted, it is three minutes long, uh, at least these excerpts that I've compiled here. But this is absolutely worth listening because you have to put this in context. And Mark Warner is one of the more even keeled, mm-hmm. less alarmist members of the United States Senate. So this is not a guy who's prone to leaning on the panic button. Usually Mark Warner is pretty damn measured about things. And yesterday he sounded the the four alarm fire drill about what's happening on the House side with this this deep state coup narrative that they're trying to develop. Here is uh let's see, where's that audio here? Uh here's Mark Warner talking about Russia on the floor of the Senate yesterday. Over the last several weeks, a growing chorus of irresponsible and reckless voices have called for President Trump to shut down Special Counsel Mueller's investigation. At first, these calls came from the fringes of our political discourse. Those who would refuse to put our country and our security before base political instincts. He's talking about here Alex Jones. That's who he's talking about here. This is, I mean, this is once again where Alex Jones, as crazy as he might be, and I know I get lots of shit every time I talk about Alex Jones. Why do you pay attention to Alex Jones? Well, it's because he has influence, and we're hearing it right here where it's going to be not just regular influence. I mean, this is actually turning into something that's very, 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 very destructive. Earlier this year, many of my colleagues on both sides of the aisle we're right to push back on these misdirected calls and urge that the special counsel be allowed to do his job without interference. Mm-hmm. However, in recent weeks, those voices seem to be growing in stridency and in volume. Just this weekend, one major news organization suggested that special counsel Mueller could be involved in a coup against the president. Jesus. One senior advisor at the White House has now outrageously alleged that the fix was in against Donald Trump from the beginning. Beyond being irresponsible, the seemingly coordinated nature of these claims should alarm us all, particularly since in recent days these baseless accusations have been repeated by several members of the House of Representatives. I believe it is up to every member of this institution, Republican or Democrat, to make a clear and unambiguous statement 
that any attempt by this president to remove special counsel Mueller from his position or to pardon key witnesses that's important right in there. any effort to shield them for a, from accountability or shut down the investigation would be a gross abuse of power yep. and a flagrant violation of executive branch responsibilities and authorities. Uh, abusive power is one of the things they got Nixon on, so just bear that in mind, exactly. too. This is what he's specifically mentioning here. What he's hinting at is, of course, impeachment. These truly are red lines and simply cannot allow them to be crossed. The FBI is responsible for determining any criminal activities related to this inquiry. As such, Mueller has already moved to indict two individuals and has negotiated two additional guilty pleas. There is an investigative path, this is an investigative path reserved solely for law enforcement. And it is essential that it be permitted to go on unimpeded. Congress must make clear to the president that firing the special counsel or interfering with his investigation by issuing pardons of essential witnesses is unacceptable and would have immediate and significant consequences. I hope my concerns are unfounded. In many ways, I hoped I would never have to make this kind of speech, but there are troubling signs. It is critical that all of us as elected officials and as citizens speak up against these threats now before it's too late. There it is. Before Not it's too, too late. late. Oh, and by the way, folks. Merry I'm not scared at all. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Uh, happy holidays. That's a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe there, and There's happy one Hanukkah. thing I kind of want to just throw in there that uh -huh. sometimes people aren't um, considering. And, you know, we're all expecting that if, you know, Jared of the corn gets indicted or uh, as I refer to him, Derp Jr. Obviously, <laughs> um, Trump's going to move to pardon them. But if Eric Schneiderman, New York uh, AG Eric Schneiderman, who mm -hmm. is also investigating Trump and his connections to Russia and yep. his money laundering, if um, one of them gets indicted by Eric Schneiderman, there's not a goddamn thing Trump can do. That's right. Right, because that's, that's right. a state issue, not a federal issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and by the way, you mentioned uh, uh, Derp Jr., Donald Trump Jr. Uh, <laughs> he had something to say about this uh, this whole coup idea yesterday. I'm sure it was brilliant. Yeah, here's a here's a clip of uh, Donald Trump Jr. yesterday talking about the deep state coup. This is the money man. Oh, that's wait, right. No. Anybody <laughs> watching <laughs> anybody, anybody. That's a Merry Christmas. I was right. Happy it is Hanukkah. brilliant. And everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Wonderful. <laughs> Right. Uh, actually, Donald Trump Jr. did suggest that, quote, people at the highest levels of government, unquote, have conspired to block his father's agenda, saying Never. they, quote, don't want to let America be America. He, he added that huh? the investigations, I know. He's so full of shit. He really is. He's just the big dummy. And you know what? <laughs> Apologies to Eric Trump. Eric, no, Eric, Trump, me. Eric Trump just looks like the dummy. It's actually... <laughs> Don Jr. is really the dummy. Don, Don yeah. Jr. is the real dummy uh, among the brothers. Uh, he said here that uh, uh, he added that investigations into Russian uh, election meddling and his father's campaign are evidence of a quote-unquote rigged system. There it is. Uh, there you go. Tr Trump Jr. made the comments at a gathering of young conservative activists. Boy, why did I miss that? What, where was my airfare to go hang out with the young conservative activists? I bet that was a blast. 
Uh, that was in West Palm Beach, Florida, because of course it was. <laughs> of course it was there. <laughs> so uh, again, we really need to mention and, and reiterate that the fact that it's Mark Warner, he's the vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He's been watching these uh, classified documents shuffle across his desk in those uh, skiff areas, where uh, those secured rooms where they, they can look at all that crap. And he's seeing everything. He's hearing all the testimony. He's seeing all the evidence uh, mm-hmm. moving through his committee as it's presented, all of the testimony. And so he, he has an insight. <laughs> he knows the stakes of what are happening. And certainly he's powerful enough inside, uh, at least on the Senate side, to be able to be in all of these different loops, to understand some of the conspiracy theories that are being circulated on the Republican side. And certainly he's privy to those things, and certainly he's quite alarmed about it, as 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 we all should be. And I think one thing that this really emphasizes is how much time we still have to go, uh, nearly 10 months before the midterm election actually takes place, and, and even more, I think it's just a little more than a year uh, until that uh, hopefully Democratic Congress would be sworn in. But none of this is guaranteed because, again, we're talking about gerrymandering. We're talking about the Russians. We're talking about voter suppression. We're talking about not enough uh, uh, voting booths inside some of these uh, Democratic districts and so on, things that will uh, prevent and tamp down any sort of Democratic wave happening in the midterm. So the wave has to be insurmountably large. Yeah. I mean, as Michael Moore likes to say, everybody off the bench, and that doesn't mean just uh, uh, running for uh, election in uh, in the midterms, but also voting. I mean, it has to be everybody, every registered voter, and all kinds of voters who are not yet registered and who should be well, over the coming year. Two things I just want to say that I got an email, Facebook message from a friend who's an independent, and he sent me a message last night just saying, mm-hmm. I just registered as a Democrat. Um, and then, of course, he blamed me. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but I do want to give, since since we're um, filled with doom right before Christmas, uh, here's, and I'm usually the one who's like all doomed yeah, out. My mother calls me the crack of doom. Right. Anyway, um, public policy polling put up a thread yesterday that I would urge everybody to see. And this is, it's, it starts off, it's a thread and it says the generic ballot polling certainly looks great for Democrats, but how is it playing out at the district level? Mm-hmm. We've pulled 30, uh, Pulled 36 GOP held congressional districts since October. Here's what we found. So then, you know, it just the thread goes down. I'll read the first one and then you'll you'll get the idea. Yeah. So last week in California, or I should say CA10, Jeff uh, Denham, I don't know if his name, won 52 right. to 48. He trails a generic Democrat 49 to 41 on a poll we did for the Patriot Majority wow. December. So um, this just goes on and on and on yeah. with, um, you know... Poll after poll after poll after poll, where it's like generic Democrats are leading. Yeah. In fact, there are so many Republican-held districts inside California that are Mm -hmm. poachable by the Democrats that those districts alone, I think, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think... We could make up the difference. We could get from the Democrats could get from whatever is one ninety four now, I believe it is, mm-hmm. up yeah. to, up to two eighteen, just based on flipping those uh, California districts alone. Well, yeah. twelve of those guys voted for the tax bill. Isa and Rohrbacher did not, um, so those guys could conceivably be safe because of oh, that yeah. vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those twelve guys, man, you know, yeah. they yep. they screwed California residents, yeah. and and they should pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've also heard, in addition to that, we've heard that. 
the Democrats are actually challenging in a bunch of congressional districts in Texas that heretofore the Democrats have never actually challenged in, where they just they just don't even run a candidate in some of those Texas districts. And I now, think Alabama helped turn that around. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And I think what we saw in Alabama, the the, the tectonic shift in in support, just the overwhelming support for a Democratic candidate in Alabama alone, I think that's going to spread out throughout the country. But again, we're talking about still you know ten months to go before that occurs, and a lot can happen in ten months. It just it needs this momentum that we're experiencing right now for the Democrats has to sustain and in fact build over will. the next year. Because I think I, it will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always go back to uh, the fact that what was it in 2013? There was a big government shutdown. That was a huge controversy. And you know, I remember uh, Michelle Bachman and other Republicans making a big deal over the fact that some of the memorials in in downtown uh, D.C. were being shut down uh, temporarily because of the shutdown. It was just a big scene that was created during that shutdown. I always said, well, this makes the Republicans look really bad the republicans came out of that at least according to polls as being the villains of the shutdown and the obama administration uh more or less uh innocent of of that whole fracas but the the thing is it didn't last the the momentum there didn't sustain until the 2014 midterms which I think the Republicans ended up gaining more seats in in 2014 I think the reason is is because with the obama administration and his Governance, um, you weren't paying attention mm-hmm. constantly. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so every, I mean, this is this is so. This whole news cycle these last twelve months has been so tiring because, like, doing my show, I used to be able to send the guys a topic, you know, like a day or two ahead of time, mm-hmm. and they could read up on it. And now it's like I can't send them something for twenty minutes because it could change. I know it's a, you're absolutely right, Jody. By the way, Jody's podcast can be heard at. From the from dash the dash bunker dot com. See, I, there you God go. Damn it, Yay, I, almost, woo-hoo. I, I almost got it God right. Damn it, I screwed it up there a little bit. From dash the dash bunker dot com. Okay, it's the dashes that are important. The and dashes screw me. Up I'd every like time. to just add on to what Jody said because you know, I mean, I became a political activist, an online political activist, and uh, blogger in 2012 mm-hmm. and or I'm sorry yeah it was like 2012 and it was it was just about the time when Rush Limbaugh was calling Sandra Flick a slut and and all that stuff was happening and and she's absolutely Jody's absolutely right that with Obama as president it was more difficult to kind of um care because you the, the uh, people don't pay attention people yeah. aren't paying attention to politics when you're comfortable and Obama made people feel comfortable even though the political junkies which I eventually became I was somewhat politically aware aware prior to that but um you know in 2012 I, I that's when i really dove in and i i learned more about government and understood how things worked in the government right now still people don't understand that but trump and his horrible administration is waking everybody up mm-hmm. and so it's it's a way that you know in 20 up in, from 20 i'd say from like 2010 on um, because Obama was president, it was like, oh well, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's typical. I think it's yeah. it, there's actually more enthusiasm in attacking than there is in defending. So we were in a mm-hmm. in a defense posture defending well, the we Obama were, administration. But, but I mean, we still had the GOP going crazy because yeah. it was right. that whole. Um, it started with the Tea Party right. when they got into office. I can't remember the the number on it, but it was like some ridiculous amount of number of clinics were shut down for like abortion clinics, um, women's clinics. So they got busy real fast and so there was um, an, an attack on us and, mm-hmm. and we could attack them back but again because Obama was president if you weren't really paying attention to what the Republican the congressional Republicans were doing and state and local you know 
Republicans, then you just didn't know. Yeah. And well, yeah, so you we didn't also see any figured, problem. We also figured that, that even if the Congress passed something horrific, Obama would veto it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and in that regard, uh, we were all thinking, well, the, Democratic, or the Republican Congress is pretty much powerless. There's no way they can really pass anything. But, you know, again, Democrats always forget about the state and local elections, which, mm-hmm. which now what we've learned of the, the lesson of, uh, of last month is that, yeah, the state and local elections really, really matter a lot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if we really put some oomph behind it, we can actually make some headway. And, and that seems to be exactly what happened in, in Virginia, at least, where there's, mm-hmm. there's a pitch battle going on there with a, with a recount in one of the, uh, uh, the Aren't delegate Aren't they going to flip a coin now? Isn't yes. that what it's come yes. down to? Yeah. I just, okay, I mean, vote for heads. It comes up, statistically speaking, heads comes up more often than tails because of the weight of a quarter. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And did you see, Jody, did you see the ballot? Did you see the the controversial ballot that that actually made it a tie race again, that no. delegate race, where, where someone filled in? It's like a little the little scantron bubbles, and you just you fill in the scantron bubbles next to the people that you want right. uh, to to vote for. Some idiot filled in both bubbles, oh, both man. the Republican yeah, and, then cross and one out, and then I, I think what's the uh, the Democrat's name, Yancey or something like that. I, something I like forget that, yeah. exactly what it is, but they're both filled in, and then the one is, has a slash through yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like, like you're supposed to get into the head of the person who put the slash in it. That, so that either means this is the one I want, or don't pay attention to this, look at the other one. That's right. You right. know, it's like fucking people, be specific. Yeah, and then the judge yeah. ruled that that ballot was a vote for the Republican candidate somehow. Somehow <laughs> they were able to divine that. I don't know how exactly, but that put that race into a tie race. That put the uh, House of Delegates in Virginia into a 50-50 tie, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's a, it's a big goddamn mess. But you know what? It's way better than it was before the election, I'll tell you that, because now the Democrats actually have some power at the legislative level in in Mark Warner's Virginia. And so hopefully uh, that sort of thing will carry out from state to state to state to state. There was another interesting development, uh, something going on in Michigan, where they had uh, they they, uh, they went around and gathered signatures and a petition to get a ballot initiative on the ballot in Michigan that would literally repeal gerrymandering. Gerrymandering would Ooh. be rendered completely illegal if this ballot initiative succeeds. Uh, it would, yeah, it would completely eliminate gerrymandering in the state of Michigan, which is a fantastic thing. And I think that's something that the Democratic Party ought to be working on, getting those ballot issues on as many state level ballots as they can, uh, because not only will that be a good thing to eliminate gerrymandering, but at the same time, it'll drive turnout. If people, Democrats will want to turn out in droves simply to vote on the ballot initiatives to uh, eliminate gerrymandering. So uh, so that's some good news, too. So hopefully all of this will sustain and, and grow and build uh, over the next year. And, and obviously, with Trump still in office, that's there'll be enough energy there, I think. And God, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what's going to go on in the next 10 months. I know. Based on the previous 10 months. Well, and then we can expect the Russian interference to just ramp up. Like right. in, it's going to be so difficult. Um I think that, you know, during during that time, God only knows what they're going to, yeah. whatever they're going to try. Um, but I think it's going to be really important for um, informed liberals, progressives, Democrats to remind everybody of the wins. Yeah. Because what they're going to do is they're going to try to play just like they did in the 2016 election on the, uh, you know, like the far left 
and say Democrats. Yep. They're going to they're going to play on that Bernie v Hillary cl- crowd oh, I'm again. I'm so sick of that. Well, yeah. and it's going to come up. There it may not be the terms Bernie v Hillary, but it'll be a new like the new version of it. Yeah. And we have to remind everybody that the Democrats are actually kicking ass and and we're winning. And of course there's going to be pushback and of course all the far left freaks are going to scream about how um, you know, establishment this and whatever. But in the end, um, the the beauty is both Bernie and Hillary brought in new candidates that are running and winning. So it's not just one, it's both. Hillary mm-hmm. brought in tons of new women candidates. Bernie brought in a whole bunch of uh, you know younger people running. So those people are running and those people are winning and the Democratic Party is helping them. And we mm-hmm. always have to remind people of that because yeah. those that Russian interference and GOP is going to play in that divide. Well, actually, I have a clip. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Bernie Sanders was speaking on the Senate floor yesterday and wanted to further unify the Democratic Party. And here's what he had to say yesterday on the Senate this floor. This is the money man. Oh, That's right. Oh. Wish everybody a very <laughs> See, I, I knew it. I knew. Christmas, I knew. And everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Have a safe and <laughs> wonderful new year. All right, on that Woo. note, let's, uh, let's talk about our uh, Patreon page at uh, bobseska.com. It's the all caps link just beneath the logo. It says Patreon. You go to our Patreon page and subscribe to the show. And in exchange, you get all kinds of great bonus features, bonus content. Like, for example, if you sign up at $5 a month, you support the show at $5 a month. We give you two post-mortem shows every week. And you say, what the hell is a post-mortem show? Well, it's like a it's like bonus conversation that happens at the end of this show. We roll the credits, roll the end theme, and then we keep talking for another, sometimes upwards of a, like a half an hour, 20 minutes a half an hour. And you get two of those each and every week. It's like it's like little mini after-party shows. That's what you get there. If you sign up at uh, $10 a month, you get two post-mortem shows. Plus, as I said, the after-party on Fridays, which is me and Kimberly Johnson, who's right, right behind me right now. <laughs> and uh, if you sign up at $15 a month, you get all of that bonus content. The two post-mortem shows, the after-party. Plus, we give you a commercial-free version of the free show. And that free show also runs seamlessly into the post-mortem show. So all you have to do is download one file. You get the free show without any commercials, plus the post-mortem show seamlessly tacked on to the end of that. So for your convenience, at $15 a month, you get all that stuff. Again, it's our Patreon page, best way to support the show. And uh, what we're doing right now is we're working toward reaching our, our, our goal for subscribers, which would add a big Wednesday show. We're looking to add a Wednesday show in the new year because we have all kinds of things that, that never quite fit into the Tuesday and Thursday shows that we need to tack on a third a third free show every week. And you know, I want to bring in more guests. I want to get David, David Ferguson on the show more often. Maybe bring in Jen Kirkman once in a while. All of your favorites. And maybe even Kimberly Johnson and Jody Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, now you're just kissing up to us. I know. That's right. Uh, and again, that's our Patreon page at uh, bobseska.com. Again, it's the all caps link just beneath the logo. Go and support the show over there. Yeah, we're at uh, about 79, 80% of the way to the goal for our Wednesday show. So we still have a little ways to go, but I think we can surmount that, right? I mean, even just a $1 a month subscription, which you don't get any bonus content, but you only pay a dollar a month and it supports the show, keeps the show fresh and uh, and, and moving along, cranking along in all cylinders, uh, helps us pay our, uh, our server bills and all that fun, happy crappy. So go and do that at uh, patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. You can just type that right into your browser if you want. 
And uh, thank you for supporting the show. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. All right, here we are. Thank you. Welcome to our last show of the year. Merry Christmas, baby. It's uh, a very money man Christmas. That's the, that's the show today. It always is. By the end of it, everyone will be sick of Eddie Money. That's right, the money man, Eddie Money. <laughs> and then we'll be all excited for next year. <laughs> all excited for next year. That's right. It's like every Christmas. If there even is a next year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, like you know, Brian Williams says, we made it to Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I like to say at the top of the show. We made it to Thursday. And this year, we actually, we made it to uh a very money man Christmas. So how about that? So at least there's there's that. There's that to be hopeful for and thankful for. That we, that we weren't annihilated in a nuclear Armageddon somewhere along the Again, line. Again, yet. We, we were actually yet. able to. Uh, we still have several days left in the year. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the tax scam law. It's going to be signed, we, we mentioned earlier, it's going to be signed on around January 3rd. Why? Well, because of the PAYGO Act of 2010. And, of course, the Republicans screwed that all up. Here are some of the things that uh, we can expect out of this legislation. The, the big takeaway is really just blindingly awful. Uh, initially, I thought, well, it was 62% of the benefits in this tax cut bill uh, benefits the top 1%. It's actually, that's actually wrong. It's, yeah, it's not 62%. The new version of the tax cut bill, the bill that was actually passed and will be signed by Trump, 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%. Mm-hmm. In other words, Susan Sarandon makes out like a bandit. Susan Sarandon gets a big motherfucking tax cut out of all of this. And uh, and and thanks, Susan Sarandon, for 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 yeah. helping. <laughs> for, well, for and you helping. know what? Uh, the Think Progress just came out with yeah. something that said eight of America's biggest banks will receive a fifteen point three billion dollar windfall next year. Oh yeah, and then Rachel was talking last night about how they're already starting to reward their customers and yeah. shit because uh, their windfall is going to be so ginormous that they're mm-hmm. just they're maybe throwing around some additional benefits and some additional things that they wouldn't have normally done and i guess you know i guess that's uh, is that positive i, I don't know it's, well you know yes and no yeah. it's like here here's the crumb but we're gonna take all the rest of your food yeah well we're gonna right. need, we're gonna need all that shit when we lose our health care yeah. and when we lose uh when we actually lose our tax cut after they, they it sunsets but the corporate tax cut remains uh, in place permanently so that's great well, for me, like uh, if I if I take the standard double deduction now instead of itemizing, uh-huh. uh, according to my New York Times math mm-hmm. thing that they did the other day, <laughs> yeah. I would get seven hundred dollars back. Mm-hmm. But with the hundred and forty four dollar increase in my health insurance premium, yep. that blows that out the water. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly right. And it's funny because your health insurance premium increase is about the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess I'm fortunate in a way because I'm moving to a different state uh, beginning at the end of February. Where and mine was 527 and some change. It's going up to 667 and wow. some change. Yeah, mine was 477. It is now going up to five uh, the upper 500s i have to double check right. on the exact number but it's it's going to go down a little bit because i'm moving to a state that has generally lower premiums mm-hmm. but but even still there's still a chance that because of the repeal of the individual mandate they're going to jack up premiums even more so i may end up paying 
more than I'm paying now anyway, even though I'm moving to a more affordable state for health insurance premiums. Well, so, my insurance company basically wrote, they said, uh, you're, you're, it's going up 27.5%. 8% of that is because of what we think is going to happen in the law. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm still I'm still looking for someone on Twitter, some Trump supporter, to explain to me how the repeal of the individual mandate is actually going to lower premiums and deductibles and Wait, so well, on. Wait, well, Fox News hasn't told them yet. Can't <laughs> right. That's right. Fox News hasn't informed them yet. Uh, so yeah, so 13 million people lose their health insurance and the premiums will spike. The 13 million, not into, not all those 13 million people are going to be kicked off of their health insurance. Right. A good portion of those 13 million are younger, healthy people who just mm-hmm. will not buy insurance now that they're no longer required to do so, right. which, which of course means that the health insurance companies are going to have to jack up their, their premiums and their deductibles to make up for the fact that you, they won't have healthier people to subsidize the sicker people, which is how health insurance effing works in the first no, place. Ro- with- no, Bob, it doesn't work like that. If oh. I don't want to do it, why should I? <laughs> that's that's right. I forgot to consider that. Damn it. Uh, here's here's some interesting news about the tax legislation. You know how Trump's going to make out with this? Trump Trump's personal tax cuts could save him as much as fifteen million dollars a year. Jared, he'll be the money man. That's right. He's, he's the money man. That's right. Eddie Money. He's the money man. That's right. Eddie Money. Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a merry You're Christmas. You're going to get commenters saying, "Why do you have to keep bringing me so much?" Uh, Jared, going to say it just like that. The other money man is going to be Jared Kushner. That's right. The money yeah. man, Jared Kushner. He's going to see the, the Kushman, Jared Kushner. Can see his tax burden cut by twelve million dollars. Wow. See, the, you know what? You know what that is right there. That's a legal defense. They're, men of, they're men of the people, for sure. Yeah. Congress just voted Donald Trump and Jared Kushner each their very own legal defense fund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. $15 million a year, probably all told. Donald Trump's going to spend $15 million on uh, on his uh, Three Stooges. His, and then I, uh, hope, I, I hope he dies in jail. <laughs> Ty Cobb and John Dowd and Jay Sekulow. They're the Manny Moe and Jack, or the uh, yeah. Larry, Larry Moe and Curly of the uh, legal world. But they're, you know, now, they've got, now they've got their paychecks, so there they go. Uh, five other members of Trump's inner circle will see benefits worth as much as $4.5 million from changes to the estate wow. tax. Meanwhile, not many people know this, but Anwar drilling is going to commence as a result yes. of this tax bill. Mm-hmm. And, and my question is, how the fuck did this end up in a... Oh, shut the fuck up, you stupid autoplay video. Uh, <laughs> how, how the hell... Did the parliamentarian allow this to occur inside a tax bill that was able to be passed by reconciliation? That's I what I want to know. Because reconciliation votes can only happen with with uh, issue areas that involve or legislation that involves the budget specifically. Mm-hmm. How does Anwar have anything to do with the budget? Um, here's the uh, the story from uh, from ABC News. The final version of Republican tax bill passed in Congress midday Wednesday included a major blow to environmentalists. In addition to slashing the corporate tax rate and nixing the mandate that Americans have health insurance, the legislation contained language requiring the federal government to open up at least part of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge to private companies for oil and gas drilling. That portion of the bill was sponsored by Lisa Murkowski, who has fought for expanded drilling in her home state for years. Well, good luck explaining that when uh, when all kinds of properties and, and wildlife are decimated by a gigantic oil spill. That'll mm-hmm. be very popular p- for her specifically. 
It states that Secretary of the Interior must uh, lease at least two pieces of land in the next 10 years, each at least 400,000 acres. 400,000 acres area-wide. The bill also directs the Interior Secretary to issue, quote, any rights of way or easements across the coastal plain for exploration, development, production, or transportation, and authorizes the use of 2,000 acres of federal land in the coastal plain for production and support facilities, including airstrips. Once again, thanks, Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping out with that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump said uh, Obamacare is officially repealed. That's what. Uh, no, no, idiot. <laughs> Thankfully, no, definitely not. But here was he a- shot. A, he shot it. You know, it's wounded for sure, but it ain't gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Well put. Here's uh, this is really Donald Trump talking about how Obamacare has been repealed. Lying, lying. Obamacare has been repealed in this bill. We didn't want to bring it up. I told people specifically, be quiet with the fake news media because I don't want them talking too much about it. Yeah, sure. Okay. He's such a stupid idiot. He doesn't. But know. No, we have to praise him, Kimberly. We have to sit there and praise him as he crosses his arms and looks like he's scowling at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The old grandma, the clown, sitting there scowling at his staff. Uh, this is the thing. With that, uh, he either doesn't know what this all is, or he's just lying, or it could be a little bit of both. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's just so stupid. It's just... He chooses chooses not to learn anything, because he's got all the best words, and he's really smart, and he loves the United States. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's God God bless you. And God bless the United States. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jesus, God. Okay, now, the most horrendous part of all of this uh, legislation is there is a carve-out in this bill for uh, uh, pass-through entities, Mm -hmm. uh, a a big tax cut for pass-through corporations, where uh, certain types of corporations, the tax returns and the the tax liability is passed through to the personal income of the owners Mm -hmm. or the personal income tax of the owners of that corporation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Through this carve-out, uh, this is going to cost $476 billion over mm-hmm. the coming decade. And it specifically cites that uh, people like Donald Trump and Jared Kushner, real estate moguls, are going to make out like bandits yeah. because of this. Mm-hmm. This is, again, a $476 billion price tag that's going to be paid for with deficit financing of course it's going to go right onto the the federal budget deficit right onto the national debt and what let's put this in context for a second 476 billion dollars you know the entire obama 2009 stimulus package that uh, that uh, stopped the bleeding that stopped the hemorrhaging from the uh, great recession and turned uh, everything into a recovery mm-hmm. uh that was only about eight hundred to nine hundred billion. I don't. I forget the exact number, but it was eight hundred to nine hundred billion dollars. The cost of that entire stimulus package, this carve out for Donald Trump and his real estate buddies, is is more than half mm-hmm. that price tag. That is that is a significantly huge deal. And again, it goes right gets tacked right onto the deficit. These goddamn screamers who back in 2009 and 2010 just were shitting themselves over the price tag of the stimulus. Remember they called it the porculus bill and right. and and it was actually the thing that that triggered the Tea Party to emerge because they're worried about all the deficit spending leading to new taxes against them. The mm-hmm. taxed enough already acronym for Tea Party. Uh, and and now they're entirely cool with a tax cut bill that 
that gives 83% of the benefits to the top 1% and one, one small section of it alone to benefit Donald Trump that'll cost $476 billion over 10 years. Congra- again, congratulations, Republicans. You just screwed everybody. I like the Onion headline where the Republicans, <laughs> the Republicans successful in first tack- attack against the American yeah. people. Yeah. It's just, this is just an insane, insane, insane thing for them to do. Again, it didn't have to be like this. They could have just passed a tax cut. Well, like Obama did. Speaking of the, uh, the 2009 stimulus package, mm-hmm. which included the largest middle class tax cut in the history of the United States. That was the Obama, st- Obama stimulus package in 2009, which the Republicans and the Tea Party just couldn't stop screaming about as being this massive trespass against American democracy, against the republic. It was the, uh, the portend of uh, forthcoming uh, socialism, communism, some were saying. Glenn Beck spent every day on his show on Fox News Channel screaming about how this was the, the coming of, uh, of Soviet-style communism mm-hmm. inside the United States. How things have changed oh, yes. in just eight years. Now we have a, a Trump administration that was installed by the Russian government, and they're now passing a piece of legislation, or they now have passed a piece of legislation that adds $1.5 trillion to the deficit. Remember that when Obama took office in 2009, there was, a, or I, would, I should say toward the end of 2009, uh, there was a federal budget deficit of $1.4 trillion. Mm-hmm. That was the total federal budget deficit. This bill alone creates more deficit than that than the entire budget deficit in 2009. Mm-hmm. This one bill alone increases. They don't care. Yeah, they, they just they don't they don't care. They think that now, <laughs> and <laughs> going back to what we were initially talking about, they think that they're going to pass some f- sort of fix to the paygo law to protect Medicare. The only thing that's going to save Medicare being cut right now is continued protests and a democratic sweep, a democratic tsunami in the midterms next year. Other than that, we can start to say goodbye to Medicare, Social Security, uh, Medicaid, uh, Obamacare subsidies. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is fantastic news. Yeah, bringing (laughs) back the Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! (laughs) Did you you, wait before you go? Did you see that uh, Glenn Carl, former CIA National Intelligence Officer, um, who is responsible for evaluating foreign threats, said today, quote, my assessment is that Trump is actually working directly for the Russians. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, what, how about those sanctions? He still hasn't yeah, signed that really. law. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't signed the goddamn sanctions yet. Now, is that would it go into law even though he hasn't signed it yet? No, the executive branch has to implement the sanctions. That's the thing. Uh, they, they, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's not going to do it. He's just he's absolutely not going to do it. Yeah, it, this it's is the law of the land, but he's not implementing it. So yeah, it doesn't matter. That's right. exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think we also have to assume that Trump isn't the only one working directly for the Russians, too. I agree. Happy New Year to you. In jail. Fox News has speculated that the FBI was plotting to assassinate Donald Trump. That was That's my favorite. There you go, right there. That's my favorite. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So Fox it was in a pizza shop. It was mm-hmm. in a pizza shop. That's where, yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're they're <laughs> selling children to yeah. child. It was actually gonna be Hillary. Yeah, right. Right. This is just they're made up. This is just made up fever dream crap. Mm-hmm. That uh, that they just seem to be fabricating it with no evidence whatsoever, and and what's so disturbing is there are still so many people 
who are just buying every word of it because they've done such a good job disproving the uh, legitimacy of the uh, the national news media that they can say anything they want now with impunity and it just it just doesn't matter all right we're gonna take uh one last break and finish up the show right after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in america and supporting other u.s businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back. We're almost done for the year, huh? I want to say something happy. Okay, say something happy. Okay, well, um, this is just... Uh, I'm sure this is, is, is happening all over, and I just want to remind people that uh, out of this horrible, wretched administration, there are groups popping up, whether it's um, people, you know, like, talking about the Democratic sweep. There's obviously all kinds of organization on the ground, um, but there's also a lot of people in, um, like, Twitter and Facebook groups that are organizing to amplify each other's voices. I'm yeah. in a couple of them, as I said. I'm sure that uh, there are you know, a number of these things. And I think that's just a promising sign. I think that the fact that, um, you know, there, there are certain Facebook groups, certain Twitter groups that, you know, like for instance, I was just invited to a, a Twitter group, um, that's basically for amplification. So, you know, whether it's just, you know, regular, regular Joe citizen who happens to be in this group, you know, along with maybe somebody with a huge platform. So we're all kind of helping each other. And I'm taking that as a positive sign. So I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Oh, news. you're so happy clapping. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm trying. Because, uh, like, I hang up and then I go stuff my mouth with sheet cake and cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, so uh, we also had this little bit of information. The Senate Intelligence Committee is in- investigating Jill Stein uh, for her relationship with, uh, with Russia. And would that shock anybody if they came up with some no. <laughs> evidence showing that there was collusion there? Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, makes me super nervous for next year because we don't know who's working for whom mm-hmm. and and who's going to just screw up the whole damn thing. Because, I mean, I really like to think and I kind of turned it into an Eddie Money joke earlier, but I'd really like to think that people like Bernie Sanders will come out and say, hey, look, you know what? The stakes are so high for this coming up midterm. Let's all try to work together. How about that? I hope Bernie says that. Yeah. I hope so too. And and we'll work out any problems that we might have, any multi-generational problems or whatever, any messaging problems, any problems regarding... uh, But, you know, I, I, I wish... 
I wish that would be the case, but already I'm seeing, you know, hotheads like Jenk Uger at the Young Turks, who, you know, is going to be actively running primary challengers against sitting Democrats, which isn't helping at all, as if, God, as if he hasn't even been following what's been going on for the past uh, the past 10 months. Well, it's Not like a- what people, what Gandhi used to say about Jesus, I like your Jesus, I don't like your followers that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how I feel about Bernie, because Bernie does say do this, and then his his rabid followers, and I voted for him, his rabid followers don't listen to him and it's like well then why are you supporting him if you're not listening to him that's exactly right that's exactly right and and and, but that's just it they i think they're starting to get salty and they're starting to move away from whatever bernie sanders has to say because you know in fact bernie sanders has been working hand in hand with the democratic party the democratic party establishment quite literally in trying to create this unification and instead i guess what they're hearing is let's primary challenge sitting democrats weaken them for the general election and make it more difficult for them to uh, to retain their seats and in specifically an election where uh, on at least on the senate side we need to retain every single sitting mm-hmm. democrat who's running for re-election because there are so many more democrats running for re-election in yeah. uh, in 2018 than there are republicans i think the split is uh so what uh, t- 25 20, yeah it's 25 like to 8 or something like that exactly right 25 democratic seats have to be defended but only eight republican seats have to be defended which puts the republicans at a huge advantage although with this energy moving into the midterms it seems more likely that those eight republican seats are under serious threat and remember all the Democrats have to do is win three more seats exactly. in, while defending all the rest of them, and they've got a, uh, a Senate majority. So, I mean, I think that 2018 is going to be uh, kind of better than... Well, I could be wrong, but, you know, 2018 is going to be... I know more people show up for a presidential election, yeah. mm-hmm. but it might be slightly easier only because in the presidential election, we're kind of focused on two individuals and it's easier to divide or you know like i know that the primary is going to be crazy uh because it's just going to be a million different people running um but i think that because the the uh midterm elections are are all over the country Mm -hmm. it'll be slightly harder to mess with those i mean it's not not that it won't be but i mean i just think that you know there's the groundwork the democrats are getting busy in 50 straight states information is going out there they've got the money they've got um the influence and i think it will be easier for the democratic party in the midterms than it will be in 2020 and also there's no electoral college to worry about because it is one vote one you know one person one vote versus you know delegates and stuff so it is better in that sense because yeah the, the one vote difference in Virginia right now. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And, and you know what? Correction. It's not three vote, three more seats they need. They only need two more seats. I right forget, after, yeah, after. Uh, what's I forgot about it. Doug Jones. Doug yeah. Jones. Doug yeah. Jones coming in. Uh, okay, so meanwhile today, the UN rejected by massive margins uh, Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as the, the capital of Israel. Massive vote in the UN Security Council uh, rejecting uh, Trump's decision to do that. I think the vote was... Uh, what is it, 128 members voted on Thursday in favor of mm-hmm. the resolution supporting the long And nine voted against it. And, and nine voted against it. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley told the United Nations that Trump's going to be taking names. <laughs> All the- 128 countries. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, this got me to thinking how soon until other countries start to pass sanctions against the United States? Oh, it's coming. Yeah. 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 
I mean, sanctions against the United States in, in order to force Trump out. You know, I thought for God, since af- shortly after Trump declared his candidacy, I was telling Chez, you know, <laughs> quite grimly that if uh, if Trump is actually elected, we're going to start seeing foreign leaders talking about privately and quietly talking about regime change in the United States. And, and here it is. Mm-hmm. Here it is. If they start, if they actually. If they actually end up passing sanctions, that would be specifically in order to trigger some sort of regime change here and, mm-hmm. a, and a change of, uh, of, of leadership in how uh, the United States deals in overseas matters like, for example, the recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's, Israel's capital. So again, we, we haven't heard any rumors about literal sanctions being passed, but it seems to me as if after this UN vote... Oh, by the way, it was the General Assembly. It wasn't the uh, right. uh, Security Council. 35 countries abstained, yeah. including Canada and Mexico. Well, it seems to me as if the next step after taking action like this inside the UN by condemning this decision, mm-hmm. the next step would be sanctions. I think that's the next logical step. Because haven't we seen that? We've seen that against, good Lord, we saw that against uh, Iraq before the, mm-hmm. uh, the second Gulf War. There was uh, lots of uh, UN votes. There were lots of sanctions passed and so on. And, uh, and then it was an invasion. I'm not saying necessarily that there's going to be a, an invasion of the United States. Although, beside the one that Russia is already involved in. Right, uh, they're already here. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it just this is not going to go anywhere good. And the fact that Trump's response is to further antagonize uh, these, uh, this majority vote of the, or massive supermajority vote of the UN General Assembly is just inviting more trouble. Uh, let's see. Heli uh, warned that, quote, the president will be watching this vote carefully and has requested I report back on those countries who voted against us, is what Nikki Haley is saying. We will take note of each and every vote on this issue. And then what? And then what? They're going to uh, block them on Twitter or something? What's? I mean, what are the repercussions here? Yeah. I mean, again, this is what's so confusing and so confounding about the Trump cabal and, and the Republicans who still support them on the Hill is... They have no political capital anymore. They have no. I mean, he's at thirty five percent and dropping. This is a this is an emperor who has no clothes. Yeah. But they look fantastic. <laughs> they look fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if only that was the case. If only he had good fitting clothes. I was just imagining him the other day because we. Um, uh, Jody, Kimberly, and I were watching that clip again. It was on Rachel or so. It was on MSNBC. They played the clip of him talking with his teeth almost falling out you know right. and god bless the united states right and it's i'm almost certain now that it was his bottom teeth yeah uh dentures in fact that's almost slid out forward like they almost <laughs> popped out of his mouth and he had to use his mouth to kind of hold them in there and that's why you'd his- think he'd have better polygrip no kidding yes and but i think what happened was is he had such dry mouth from the adderall that it, it <laughs> It like dry rotted the polygrip and 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 made the polygrip not adhere anymore to his gums, and that's why is that's my crazy theory. But I like it. The fa- I was just I was just imagining what he looks like. No, don't before he's all <laughs> no. made up, right? No, my retina. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's and now we can add to the the crazy long hair because he's completely bald on top. He's got yes. the one strip 
of of hair plugs in the front, which gives him a fake hairline. But everything else is bald on top. And then he's got the long hair that he has to do and the swirly on the top. And imagine all that hanging down. He, let's imagine Trump right out of the shower. Remember that scene where Matt Damon stumbles into Liberace at, right out of the shower right? in, yeah, in yeah, behind yeah. the candelabra? Yeah. It's like that, but a thousand times worse. Because then you add to the fact that he's he doesn't have the face makeup on. He's all amorphous. He's like a, a, a cellophane wrapped piece of sourdough. <laughs> and 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 now he doesn't have any teeth in either. Now you've ruined sourdough for me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. So you combine everything plus the God fact. Damn it, jo- uh, Bob. I almost called you John. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God damn it. Uh, I don't even know John. <laughs> so. So it's this monster, this golem who who is just normally so horrendous and hideous looking. I I just can't erase that vision out of my head, especially knowing the way he carries himself in public and how he's just got to hate himself. Like when he rolls out of bed in the morning and looks himself in the mirror. I don't think he hates himself. You don't think he does? You don't think he looks at himself like like there's a Tony Atamanic bit from before the president show where he goes in as Trump to get his hair cut, and he orders the cameras to be turned off because he doesn't want anyone knowing the secrets of his haircut. But they leave the camera on, of course, and they, they cut to him, and his hair is all hanging down, and he's going, I'm not a princess! I'm not beautiful! And he's just like, he's crying, and the, the, the hairdresser is trying to console him. And it's I, th- so- I think that because he's a narcissist and yeah. he's delusional, I think he lives in a world where... Um, he avoids reality and creates his own. Yeah. And and I think that's how he's able... I mean, let me yeah. just give you an example. Okay. When I was a very young girl, mm-hmm. um, I used to have a, a, a belly roll. And I mean, I wasn't fat or anything, but you know, I had a belly roll. So the way that I um, dealt with that was I just looked up. Just and and I, th- I think that I literally... I mean, that was like, I just won't look at it and it's gone. And I think that Trump survives on that plane. Yeah. You know, where... He, where there are things that he doesn't want to acknowledge or address, he just finds a way to ignore them. He knows they're there, mm-hmm. um, but he will. He's gotten away with everything in his whole life. He's been mm-hmm. able to live this crazy life where he can create his own reality, and for whatever reason, um, he's been allowed to do it. Yeah, and so therefore, I think that all of the, uh, you know, the his physical—I don't know what you would call him. A monster. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, all these things that are physically wrong. He's, with he's him, got. If you he's will. got the. He's got the one ring, and he's starting to transform into a, a golem. <laughs> yeah, character. but I mean, he just, he just like convinces himself that it's all okay, and yeah. you know, and then he, and then Mike uh, Pence sticks his head up his ass. Yes, who and, knew? You know, yes, who and, knew? And, and that... so therefore, any any disgusting you know bodily issues with Trump, he can forget about it because. Pence has lodged up his ass. I mean, Mike Pence, no wonder his head is so aerodynamic. It needs to be so he can slide his entire head into Trump's disgusting rectum. George. And just sit in there and say prayers and marinate. Marinate, talk to Jesus. Spins around. Right, blow smoke. Mm. He goes, (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's how that sounds normally. Mr. Money Man, that's right. Everybody wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. He's got a little bit of that dry mouth going on. George. I wonder if he smoked a doobie. More than that. (laughs) All right. uh, That's it. That's it. We're done for the year. That was 2017. We're going to talk a little bit more on the after party. 
uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, Kimberly and I have some more things to elaborate about how uh, how badly 2017 <laughs> sucked. Uh, and, uh, and lots of other fun things. There's a uh, there's a story about a new uh, kind of chocolate that you can order online. <laughs> and very speaking, yes, of, I sent that to you. Speaking of Mike Pence and Donald Trump, uh, it's it's kind of disgusting. So we'll we'll talk about that and lots of other fun holiday things. But in the meantime, that's it for the free show for 2017. Of course, we're going to be back on uh, what's the next free show? Uh, January four. We'll be back on January 4th. That's a Thursday. Thursday. And I'm pretty sure it'll be Jackie Schechner on that Thursday. And uh, let's see what else. A few more people accused of uh, sexual assault. We may talk about that on the postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, make sure to buy Kimberly Johnson's book. It's called Peyton's Choice. She's also the author of American Woman. And The Virgin Diaries. And The Virgin Diaries. And, of course, Jody Hamilton is the co-host of the From the Bunker podcast. can be found on iTunes at and at from-the-bunker.com. Yay! I got it. <laughs> and, of course, Eddie Money can be found right behind a big pile of cocaine. He's the money man. That's right. Eddie Money. Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. Thank you. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. Yes, everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. <laughs> out there thank you for listening thank you for supporting the show at uh, at our patreon page and and really i can't thank you enough for also supporting all of our great sponsors harry's razors blue blue apron uh, omaha steaks uh, filter easy and oh boy lots of new sponsors coming up in the new year including i think audible.com we may be hearing from audible.com in uh, 2018 looking forward on the to show. untuck it Absolutely, and untuck it because, <laughs> God damn it, what are they, what are they saying for so many years? Why can't they make a shirt that looks good untucked? Well, now, <laughs> not really. I don't think, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did sign on, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Then you have to be nice to them. And then, then I have to suddenly say, hey, you know what? It's the greatest shirts ever made. They look great untucked. Do you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah. I mean, I've been saying so many years. I mean, we can put a man on the moon, but why can't we make a shirt that looks good untucked? <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like, that's bullshit. That is just absolute bullshit. <sighs> okay, so that's it. And all we have to do is say goodbye to Eddie Money. Bye, Eddie. Post-mortem shows up next. Subscribe at Patreon right now and, and make sure to give it as a gift to uh, your, your favorite Bob Seska Show fans on your Christmas list. All right. I guess that's it. Bye-bye, Mer- folks. Merry holidays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> New Year to you in jail. God damn it. Stop whining. China. China. This is the Money Man, that's right, Eddie Money, wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year.